Chapter Two of the Prelude to Adventure by Hugh Walpole. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Two: Bunning. One. He went into hall. He sat amongst the particular group of his own year who were considered the elite there was cardiac there brilliant flashing cardiac there was bobby gallion fat good-natured sleepy intelligent in an odd bovine way there was craven young ardent hail fellow well met there was lawrence burly back for the university in rugby unintelligent kind and good-tempered unless he were drunk there were others they all sat in their glory noisily happy somewhere in the distance on a raised dais were the dons gravely pompous every now and again word was brought that the gentlemen were making too much noise the master might be observed drinking elaborately ceremoniously with some guest madden the service tutor flung his shrill treble voice above the general hubbub but my dear ross if you only observed where is carfax came suddenly from lawrence he asked craven who was of course the devoted friend of carfax craven had large brown eyes a charming smile a prominent chin rather fat routed cheeks and short brown hair that curled a little he gave the impression of eager good temper and friendliness to-night he looked worried i don't know he said i can't understand it he said this morning that he'd be here to-night and make up a four at bridge he went off to see an aunt or someone at granchester perhaps said bobby gallion gravely he had an exit and has gone up to town but he'd have said something sure and the porter hasn't seen him he would have been certain to know ova was never expected to talk much his reserve was indeed rather popular the entirely normal and ordinary men around him appreciated this mystery rum fellow dune nobody knows him his high dark colour his dignity his courtesy had about it something distinguished and romantic he'll do something wonderful one day you bet why if he only chose to play up at footer there's nothing he couldn't do even the brilliant cardiac thin dark handsome leader of fashion and society admitted the charm now however ova looking up quietly said i expect his aunt's kept him to dinner he'll turn up but of course he wouldn't turn up he was lying in the heart of that crushed dripping fern with his leg doubled under him it wasn't often that one killed a man with one blow the signet ring that he wore on the little finger of his right hand a dune ring of great antiquity must have had something to do with it he turned it round thoughtfully on his finger robert an old old trembling waiter said in a shaking voice there's army of wild game sir roast beef beef please olva said quietly he was considering now that all these men would to-morrow night have only one thought one idea they would remember everything the very slightest thing that he had done they would discuss it all from every possible point of view i always knew he'd do something he suddenly knew quite sharply as though a voice had spoken to him that he could not endure this any longer there was gathering upon him the conviction that in a few minutes rising from his place he would cry out to the hall i over dune this afternoon killed carfax you will find his body in the wood he repeated the words to himself under his breath you will find his body in the wood you will find 
he finished his beef very quietly and then got up craven appealed to him i say dunn do come and make a four my room's half-past eight lawrence and galleon are the other two ova looked down at him with his grave rather melancholy smile afraid i can't do to-night craven must work don't overdo it cardiac said the eyes of the two men met ova knew that cardiac cards as he was to his friends liked him he himself did not hate cardiac he was the only man in the college for whom he had respect they were both of them demanding the same thing from the world they both of them despised their fellow-creatures ova climbing the stairs to his room stood for a moment in the dark before he turned on the lights he spoke aloud in a whisper as though some one were with him in the room this won't do he said this simply won't do your nerves are going you've only got a few hours of it hold on think of the beast that he was think of the beast that he was he walked slowly back to the door and turned on the electric lights he did not sport his oak if people came to see him he would rather like it in some odd way it would be more satisfactory than that he should go to see them but people did not often come to see him he laid out his books on the table and sat down he had grown fond of this room the walls were distempered white the ceiling was old and black with age there was a deep red-tiled fireplace one wall had low brown bookshelves there were two pictures one an a round print of matsey's portrait of egidus that wise kind tender face the other an admirable photogravure of Duryea's self-spidness the books were mainly to do with his favourite historical period the later roman empire there was some poetry an edition of browning swinburne's poems and ballads ernest dowson rossetti francis thompson there was an edition of hazlitt a set of the spectator one or two novels henry lessingham and the roads by galleon to paradise by leicester meredith's one of our conquerors and diana of the crossways the ambassadors and awkward age of henry james on the mantelpiece above the fireplace there were three deep blue bowls the only ornaments in the room beyond the little diamond-paned windows beyond the dark mysteries of the fellow's garden a golden mist rose from the lamps of the street there were stars in the sky he faced his books for a quarter of an hour he saw before him the hanging baggy cheeks the white staring eyes the glittering ring on the weak finger his hands began to tremble there was a timid knock on the door and he was instantly sure that the body had been found and that they had come to arrest him he stood back from the door with his hand pressing on the table it was almost a relief to him that the summons had come so soon it would presently all be over come in he said and gave one look at the golden mist at the stars at the tender face of agidius the door was opened slowly with fumbling hands and there stood there a large fat clumsy shapeless creature with a white face a hooked nose an open foolish mouth the reaction was hysterical to expect a summons to death and public shame to find bunning bunning that soft blithering emotional religious middle-class maniac bunning soft-faced bunning as he was called was the man of all his year in whom the world at large found most entertainment 
the son of some country clergyman kicked and battered through the slow dreary years at some small public school he had come up to saul's with an intense burning desire to make a mark he was stupid useless at games having only somewhere behind his fat ugly body a longing to be connected with some cause some movement some person of whom he might make a hero he had of course within the first fortnight of his arrival plunged himself into dire disgrace he had asked lawrence coming like a young god from marlborough into coffee they had made him drunk and laughed at his hysterical tears in his desire for popularity he had held a gathering in his room with the original intention of coffee cakes and gentle conversation the evening had ended with the arrival of all his furniture and personal effects upon the grass of the court below his windows he had been despised by the dons buffeted and derided by his fellow undergraduates especially had carfax and cardiac made his life a burden to him and whenever it seemed that there was nothing especial to do the cry arose let's go and rag bunning and five minutes later that fat body would tremble at the sound of many men climbing the wooden stairs at the loud banging on his wooden door at the cry hello bunning we've come for some coffee then towards the end of the first year the cambridge christian union flung out its net and caught him his attempt at personal popularity had failed here as thoroughly as it had failed at school now for his soul he found that the gentlemen of his college who were members of the christian union were eager for his company they did not laugh at his conversation nor mock his proffered hospitalities they talked to him persuaded him that his soul was in jeopardy and carried him off during part of the long vacation to the norfolk broads where prayer-meetings collisions with other seafaring craft and tinned meats were the order of the day alva had watched him with that amused incredulity that he so frequently bestowed upon his fellow-creatures how this kind of animal with its cowardice its stupidity its ugliness its uselessness possible he had never spoken to bunning although he had once received a note from him asking him to coffee a piece of very considerable impertinence he had never assisted carfax and cards in their raiding expeditions but that was only because he considered such things tiresome and childish and now behold there in his doorway incredible vision was the creature at this moment of all others come in said olva again bunning brought his large quivering body into the room and stood there turning his cap round and round in his hands oh i say and there he stopped won't you sit down uh, no thanks i in what way can i be of use to you oh i say senseless giggles and then bunning's mouth opened and remained open his eyes stared at doon well what is it oh my word you know look here said olva quietly if you don't get on with it and tell me what you want i shall do you some bodily damage i've got work to do another time perhaps when i'm less busy booning was nearly in tears oh yes i know it's most awful cheek i there was a desperate silence and then he plunged out with well you, you know i that is uh we i sort of wondered whether you know you'd care uh, not if you're awfully busy of course but whether you'd care to come and hear med tetlow preach to-night i know it's most awful cheek he was nearly in tears 
olva kept an amazed silence life what an amusing thing that he with his foot on the edge of disaster death should be invited by bunning to a revival meeting he understood it of course bunning had been sent as an ardent missionary is sent into the heart of west africa to invite olva to consider his soul he was expecting poor creature to be kicked violently down the twisting wooden stairs on another occasion he would be sent to lawrence or cardiac and then his expectations would be most certainly fulfilled but it was for the cause at least these sinners should be given the opportunity of considering their souls if they refuse to consider them they must not complain if they find the next world but little to their fancy no one had ever attacked olva before on this subject his reserve had been more alarming to the soul hunters than the coarse violence of a cardiac or a carfax and now bunning bunning of all people in this ridiculous world had ventured well there was pluck necessary for that bunning the coward had done a braver thing than many more stalwart men would have cared to do there was bravery there moreover why should not olva go he could not sit alone in his room his nerves would soon be too many for him what did it matter his last evening of freedom should be spent as no other evening of his life had been spent moreover might there not be something behind this business might he not perhaps be shown to-night some clue to the presence of that power that had spoken to him in the wood through all the tangled confusion of his thoughts through the fear and courage there ran this note where was god god the only person to whom he now could speak because god knew might not this idiot of a bunning have been shown the way to the mystery yes said olva smiling i'll come if you won't mind sitting down and smoking for a quarter of an hour while i finish this have a drink will you bunning's consternation at olva's acceptance was amusing he dropped his cap stopped to pick it up gasped that dune should really come you'll come he spluttered out never in his wildest imaginings had he fancied such a thing dune the most secret reserved mysterious man in the college dune whose sarcastic smile was considered more terrifying than lawrence's mailed fist dune towards whom in the back of his mind there had been paid that reverence that belongs only to those who are of another world never in anything that had happened to him had bunning been so terrified as he had been by this visit to dune watson morley the christian union man had insisted that it was his duty and therefore he had come but it had taken him ten minutes of agony to climb those stairs and now dune had accepted the colour flooded his cheeks and faded again he sat down clumsily in a chair felt for a pipe that he smoked unwillingly because it was the manly thing to do spurted some apollinaris into a glass and over the tablecloth struck many matches vainly dropped tobacco onto the carpet his heart was beating like a hammer how men would stare when they saw him with dune in his heart was the uneasy knowledge that had dune proposed staying there in his rooms and talking instead of going to little st agnes and listening to the reverend med tetlow he would have stayed this was not right it was not christian the world gaped below bunning's heavy feet 
at last dune said well, i'm ready let's go they went out two little st agnes was apparently so named because it was the largest church in cambridge it was of no ancient date but it was grim gray dark admirably suited to an occasion like the present under the high roof lost in a gray cloud resolving themselves into rows of white intense faces sat hundreds of undergraduates they were seated on uncomfortable unstable chairs and the noise of their uneasy movements sent squeaks up and down the building as though it had been a barn filled with terrified rats far in the distance perched on a high pulpit was a little white figure an old gaunt man with a bony hand and a gray beard behind him again there was darkness only in all the vast place the white body and rows of white faces raised to it ulva and bunning found seats in a corner a slight soft voice said with the mysterious importance of one about to deliver an immense secret you will look in the mission books hymn three thirty oh for the arms of jesus i want you to think for a moment of the meaning of the words before you sing there followed the rustling of many pages and then a heavy emotional silence olva read the words and found them very sentimental very bad verse and rather unpleasantly fall of blood and pain every one stood the chairs creaked from one end of the building to the other an immense volume of sound rose to the roof olva felt that the entire church was seized with emotion he saw that bunning's hand was trembling he knew that many eyes were filled with tears for himself he understood at once that that distant figure in white was here to make a dramatic appeal dramatic as certainly as the appeal that a famous actor might make in london that was his job he was out for it and anything in the way of silence or noise of darkness or light that could add to the effect would be utilized ova knew also that nine-tenths of the undergraduates were present there for the same purpose they wished to have their emotions played upon they wished also to be reassured about life they wished to confuse this dramatic emotion with a sincere desire for salvation they wished it is true to be good but they wished a great deal more to be dramatically stirred olva was reminded of the tensity of the atmosphere at a bullfight that he had once seen in madrid here again was the same intensity he saw therefore in this first singing of the hymn that this place this appeal would be of no use in his own particular need this deliberate evoking of dramatic effect had nothing to do with that silent consciousness of god this place this appeal was fantastic childish beside that event that had that afternoon sent carfax into space let these men hurry to the wood let them find the sodden body let them face then the reality of life again as before in hall he was tempted to rise and cry out i have killed carfax i have killed carfax what of all your theories now that trembling ass bunning singing now at the top of his voice shaking with the fervour of it let him know that he had brought a murderer to the sacred gathering again olva had to concentrate all his mind his force his power upon the conquest of his nerves for a moment it seemed as though he would lose all control he stood his knees quivering beneath him 
then strength came back to him after the hymn the address there was tense rapt silence the little voice went on soft low sweet pleading very clear there must be many men who had not found god there were those perhaps in the church to-night who had not even thought about god there were those again who maybe had some crime on their conscience and did not know how to get rid of it would they not come to christ and ask his help stories were told story of the young man who cursed his mother broke his leg and arrived home just too late to see her alive story of the friend who died to save another friend and how many souls were saved by this self-sacrifice story of the undergraduate who gambled and drank and was converted by a barmaid and eventually became a bishop all these examples of god's guidance then for an instant there is a great silence the emotion is now beating in waves against the wall the faces are whiter now hands are clenched lips bitten suddenly there leaps upon them all that gentle voice now a trumpet who is for the lord who is for the lord then gentle again let us pray in silence for a few minutes a great creaking of chairs more intense silence at last the voice again will those who are sure that they are saved stand up dead silence no one moves will those who wish to be saved stand up with one movement every one save only olva dark in his corner stands up bunning's eyes are flaming his body is trembling from head to foot christ is amongst you christ is in the midst of you suddenly somewhere among the shadows a voice breaks out oh my god oh my god someone is crying someone else is crying all about the building men are falling onto their knees bunning has crashed onto his his face buried in his hands the little gentle voice again i shall be delighted to speak to any of those whose consciences are burdened if any who wish to see me would wait the souls are caught for god prayers followed another hymn bunning with red eyes has contemplated his sins and is in a glow of excited repentance it is over as olva rose to leave the building he knew that this was not the path for which he was searching not here was that terrible presence the men poured in a black crowd out into the night as olva stepped into the darkness he knew that the terror was only now beginning for him standing there now with no sorrow remorse repentance nevertheless he knew that all night alone in his room he would be fighting with devils bunning nervously stammered if, if you don't mind i, I think i'm going round for a minute olva nodded good-night as he went on his way to saul's grimly it seemed humorous that soft-faced bunning should be going to confess his thin miserable little sins for him olva doom only a dreadful silence End of chapter two